As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Oh my God, an emergency podcast. For a non-trade, what in the world? I'm J.E. Skeets, joining me here live on a Tuesday afternoon. It's the bearded one, Trey Kirby. What's up, TK? A-O to you. A-O. Feels wow. different to hit you with an A-O when it's just one-on-one, you know? It's not the same. Yeah. Not the same. But you never know what the stream team's going to drop, too. You might see some A-Os come flying in there. Shout out to the stream team joining us live here. Appreciate it on YouTube. Take a second, hit that like button. Come on, let's get those likes up. Get those Subscribe likes up. Subscribe if you haven't. And uh, get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Uh, so, yeah, let's just jump right into it. It's just TK and I here to uh, talk about today, the Skeets. big news in the NBA. Man, <laughs> a lot of look, real news happening out there. Uh, time is a flat circle. It is true. After weeks, like seven weeks of reports and rumors and speculation and tweets, oh, the tweets, Kevin Durant has ended up right back where he started, because the Nets announced today that they will not trade Durant following a meeting with owner Joe Tsai, his wife, Clara Wu, coach Steve Nash, and general manager Sean Marks in Los Angeles on Monday. For those that have been living under a rock, Katie requested a trade from the Nets on June 30th. The Nets were like unable to find a deal to meet their asking price. Durant wanted to go to the Suns or the Heat, remember? But then he opened up that list and he said, no, I'll go anywhere you can get me. But it became sort of implausible. So the Nets statement, I think this is actually really fun to like look at here. So I'm going to post it for everyone joining us on YouTube. Here's the Nets statement. This is from Sean Marks. Quote, Steve Nash and I, together with Joe Sai and Clara Wu Sai, met with Kevin Durant and Rich Kleiman, in Los Angeles yesterday, so on Monday, we have agreed to move forward with our partnership. We are focusing on basketball with one collective goal in mind, build a lasting franchise to bring a championship <laughs> to Brooklyn. End quote. TK, um, you're already giggling away. What was your immediate reaction to this big news here today? Well, I think the Nets are big winners in this trade here, Skeets. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. They gave up Kevin Durant and somehow they got Kevin Durant back. I wow. didn't expect it. I didn't yeah. expect it. Uh, people were saying maybe the best player you can get for Kevin Durant is Jalen Brown. But as it turns out, it's Kevin Durant. I'm it's envious Durant. of the people who haven't put a single Kevin Durant podcast in their ears yet this summer. 
they could have just been living their beautiful lives completely unaware that Kevin Durant ever made a trade request, that people right. were ever making emergency podcasts, that people were doing hours and hours of content about a trade that ultimately never happened and never came close to happening. You could have just been living your life out there. Instead, us sickos are breaking down a potential trade for every single franchise in the NBA. But as it turns out, the Nets are the place to be, at least for now. For now. At least for now. For now. For me, I don't know that uh, I totally am buying in on the fact that this is anything more than a negotiation tactic. I think it's very, I think it's as likely that Kevin Durant could be traded today as he, as it could have been yesterday, despite the fact that they've come out wow. and made this uh, declaration release, this statement co-branded with the Brooklyn Nets and boardroom both. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like to see that they got their branding in on it as well, but this is the same franchise that uh, Kyrie Irving went one day, made a trade request. Next day, he signed his player option, and he is back mm-hmm. as well. So I think that, for now at least, the Nets are on the same page. And that page is, we aren't able to get back enough for Kevin Durant to the point where it makes sense trading him. I think the biggest line to me is in that very last line uh, of, the, of the letter that they released... We want to build a lasting franchise to build a championship to Brooklyn. When you look at all the trade packages that have been potentially suggested for Kevin Durant, it looks like they would be left, the Nets would, in a, in a worse place than before trading Kevin Durant. So I think it's pretty obvious to the Nets that if Durant leaves, if Kyrie Irving leaves, they're left with nothing and having already traded everything away. So they didn't see a way that they could actually reboot their franchise and go forward from this point without keeping Kevin Durant around. So I think the Nets have to be big winners in all of this. They stood their ground for the entirety of the time. People can change skeets. We saw Kobe Bryant make a trade request once upon a time. The Lakers held firm because much like the same situation, they couldn't find a trade for Kobe that would leave Kobe in a happy contending spot without, and, and, and the Lakers are getting the same stuff back. Obviously the Lakers were able to get things together. Kobe got a couple more championships. Winning heals all. But you got to do some winning uh, if you're Kevin Durant now. So we'll see if he actually suits up for the Nets come the season. And we'll see how they look when they're out on the court. Yeah, Weird stuff. you know, you're, you're hearing the Kobe comparison a lot here today. I think even Woj was tweeting it. Uh, and on what would have been even the birthday of, of Kobe Bryant here today. Uh, he would have been turning 44 years old. So a uh, weird coincidence there or KD <laughs> being really KD about it. Who knows? Um, but I don't remember, correct me if I'm wrong, when you take me back to 07, I also don't remember Kobe saying, hey, get rid of the coach, get rid of the GM, or I'm out of here. Like that ultimatum, which happened. Like this happened two weeks ago. This guy is saying this and they, they you know, he, they convince him otherwise and they are at this meeting, Nash and Marks are. So like that part is the real strange dynamic to me. And like, I guess if you're, like, if you're a Nets fan, of course you're, you should be happy today because you were never going to get a better package back like you said for KD. Um, you should still be a little wary of him not waffling and changing his mind uh, by, I don't know, 48 hours from now, let alone a week or two, by the time we get to camp even in five or six weeks. But uh, that, that's that got to be strange, right, Trey? Like, he has said, I don't want to work with these guys. Get rid of them. And Josiah says, no, I'm not doing that. And then these guys, I mean, I guess they swallowed a little bit of their pride. They're like, you know, they're professionals. I get it. But like, that'd be a little strange and will continue to be strange, I think, moving forward. 
Yeah, I guess with Kobe it was, he just wanted Andrew Bynum gone, right? Because that was the young (laughs) talent there, and they wanted to be able to replace that young talent with some more contending talent. Obviously, Bynum stuck around for the titles with the Lakers as well, but you can see the difference. Kobe Bryant was on much a much different level than Andrew Bynum, especially early in Bynum's career. With with Kevin Durant, it's like you're going up against the front office. You're going up yeah. against the coach, who is a uh, a Hall of Famer, two time MVP himself, and obviously you're going up against Joe Sy, the recent purchaser of the Nets not too long ago, one of the richest dudes uh, to own a franchise in the league. So mm-hmm. you know he's punching up a little bit. Whereas with regards to Kobe, it was like. If it's coming down to Kobe and Andrew Bynum, you know who's winning that power struggle. Right. It's obviously different here, and it makes for a very interesting first couple of days of camp. We already know that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have interesting relationships with their coach. When he was hired, Kyrie was saying, we got three head coaches out there. Give me the ball yeah. in the post. But Steve Nash was the guy they wanted way back when, two years ago. Uh, you know, And now it, uh, now it feels like they don't want him, but they're okay with him being around. So... I, uh, you know, things may be a little bit smoothed over here, but I don't think one press release negates two months of the summer of drama hanging over their heads, not to mention the way last season ended for the Nets, not to mention the way the season went for the Nets last year. They've had mm-hmm. a stressful couple of seasons here uh, in Brooklyn, no doubt about it. So this helps. Uh, keeping Kevin Durant helps, but they still got a ton of stuff to figure out. Mostly, can they get everybody on the same page trying to win together? Yeah, right. I mean, this could go very easily sideways or a little off track. And are then every, is everybody walking on eggshells? Like, I mean, Nash in the front office and even other players on the team because now you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to say the wrong thing. You don't want to tweet the wrong thing that suddenly gets Kyrie or KD popping off. Like, this part, that dynamic is so strange to me. And I tweeted out, like, how long will Steve Nash even coach the Nets here? Like, if they start poorly... I think it could very easily be the Mike Brown situation with the Lakers where it's like five, six games. Like if they were to start one and four, whatever, like uh, not even maybe like 500 uh, after 20 games, uh, you know, where they're not living up to expectations. I, I just like, I just don't know how they, how he would be able to keep his job at that point. I mean, I get, I get Josiah and ownership and management, like leaning into like, hey, we can't give all the control to the players. Like, we do have to, like, have some people in charge that are, like, in the roles. But if he can't deliver, and I mean Nash, when I say they, like, then they would have to move off him. And then maybe that's when Katie and Kyrie, so to speak, are getting what they want in the end anyway. I don't know. This is this is wild. Yeah, uh, I certainly think that, that, that Nash is under a ton of pressure right now. As we've seen God. with Kevin Durant, like, the guy wants to leave and they can't find a place that makes sense for him to go with the return coming back, so it's hard to change the players. Uh, they've already changed around the one unhappy guy who left last year in James Harden. They're bringing back Ben Simmons. Like, Steve Nash has to coach Ben Simmons this year. Yeah, He's got a, there's a, a couple of new rotation players who are going to be in the mix as well with Royce O'Neal and TJ Warren, who they're going to have to work in. A guy like uh, Nick Claxton is coming back. You assume he's going to have a bigger role this year, especially considering Bruce Brown left. Like, Bruce Brown was one of the integral parts to the Nets' best lineups last year, maybe the most intense defender that the Nets had, and now he's gone, likely replaced with Ben Simmons. But there are a lot of question marks for Steve Nash to figure out. Sean Marks ain't going anywhere. Joe Sy ain't going anywhere. We just saw that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you can't trade them right now. So Nash mm-hmm. is the guy that's going to be on the hot seat, no doubt about it. I thought that the 76ers would probably have the most pressure coming into this season because I thought the Nets would just 
eventually do this trade, maybe do the Kyrie to the Lakers trade as well. And they'll just mm-hmm. be kind of like an also ran in the Eastern Conference. But if you got Kevin Durant and you got Kyrie Irving, they made moves to try and improve a little bit in the offseason. Theoretically, Ben Simmons is going to be an all-star caliber player again at some point. They're expecting to be good once again. Oh, yeah. And they have a ton of pressure from their two superstars to their coach to everybody else down on the roster as well. They didn't handle the pressure well at all last season, and it could go just as poorly this year. Yeah. No, like, let's talk about their roster a little bit because you're you're right. It's, I mean, on paper... (laughs) It looks pretty damn solid. Uh, your guards are Kyrie, Joe Harris, who would be back in this lineup, Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Cam Thomas. Your forwards, of course, now Durant, Ben Simmons, Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren coming off the bench. And then your center is probably a little a little short in that department. Uh, but hey, this is the new NBA. Do you even need a center anymore? Uh, Claxton and, and let's say uh, Sharp there as their centers. And there's a lot of talk about when are they going to get Cousins? When's Dwight Howard going to be on this roster? Uh, whatever. So... Yeah, I mean, yeah. Former, I could see former Cavaliers teammate Tristan Thompson coming to Brooklyn. Oh, sure. we'll see him on the back of the sure. tabloids every single weekend, Skeets. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be weird to see. If all those guys play, and that's a big, big but, uh, you know, where do they fall in the Eastern Conference to you? Is like that like a, like, is that like the favorite in the East? Are they right there with the Celtics and Bucks, step below them? Like, what do you think? I'm not going to get suckered again this year. I, I think I okay. might have, uh, I I think I might have had the Nets in the finals the past two seasons in our preseason predictions. And sure. it ain't, I'm, not, I'm not going down that way again, Skeets, because okay. there's just too much drama going around. There's too many questions to be answered, and that's without even factoring in anything that may happen in the next two months before the season starts, let alone what's going to happen when they actually start playing basketball games and face whatever kind of adversity they face during the season. You look at a team like the Celtics, who have been together for five seasons, basically, with their core. You look at a team like the Bucks. The same. They've been together five seasons, won a championship, have one of the greatest players in the league. Both of these, or all three of these teams do. They have some of the greatest players in the league, but the continuity, the chemistry that Boston and that Milwaukee have, I think is going to set them far ahead of the Nets. The Nets are going to still continue to be a team that says, we're going to roll the balls out there because we will likely have more talent. Maybe that's true, but it didn't pay off at all in the final, or, uh, in the playoffs last year. I know Lee's pretty down on Kevin Durant. I still think he's one of the two or three best players in the league, but sometimes that doesn't matter when you come up against a team that really knows how to focus and win together. Yeah, I mean, there's already a lot of talk if Nash is to get off to a slow start and they move off from him, or maybe he just gets tired of all of it and he like has a breaking point. Who knows? I guess that's in play. Uh, everybody's saying Mark Jackson. Would be coaching the Brooklyn Nets. I see Amelia here saying uh, Mark Jackson as coach of the Nets would maximize the uh, drama. And we're getting into bad Shakespeare territory here. I love it. Uh, Can the vibes on a team be so bad that they turn back around to being good vibes? Because if so, I mean, the Nets are well on their way to getting some of the worst vibesmen in the league. So I would think that bringing Cousins in, that's a must at this point. Bringing in Justin Thompson, guys who just everybody in the locker room hates them by the time the season is over. Get as many of those guys as you can, and maybe eventually you'll turn back onto the right path. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're onto something. The secret is everybody has to have bad vibes. That's like, right. Everybody yeah. has to be pissed off and upset about something different every day. You can't have, like, optimistic, uh, good vibe guys. Uh, then, it uh-uh. all, then it gets all... If everybody's on the same page, which is, like, everybody's always pissed off, or you never know what temperament they're going to be, uh, but they're still incredible basketball players, yeah, maybe it does work. Maybe that's the, the new plan here uh, to build this lasting legacy here in Brooklyn. Uh, it's crazy. So, 
So you think just mainly continuity and, of course, the, like, who really knows. And let's be honest, too. Steve Nash may not be a good coach. Who knows? I don't even think we have any idea who if knows? he is, really. Um, I think some Nets fans would say, he's not. Trust me. I watch a lot of Nets games. He makes a lot of weird decisions. I get that. Uh, but look what the guy has had to go through here. It's not a great fair shake to the start of uh, an NBA coaching career. So, like, if everybody plays here, like, let's see. Let's let's see the X's and O's. Let's see how he operates with this type of squad. Um, I'd like to give him some benefit of the doubt there. Let him get a chance, small chance. But maybe he sucks. <laughs> and uh, and I think they're going to have a short window with him. I think they have to. Um, I, I'd call it 20 games. Like, see where they're at. And if it's, like, a classic, like, 10 and 10 or, like, even worse, you know, I think that's probably unlikely because if they're out playing, they're damn good. But... He would be gone. And then, hell yeah, bring in Mark Jackson. Sure. Why not? <laughs> why not? I, at that point, 100%. Um, yeah, everybody com- coming away here in the uh, stream team. You guys, are, uh, you, guys were having, you guys were having hearty arguments before we even started up the stream about uh, especially Kevin Durant and his standing uh, sort of in the league and winning championships with Steph and not being able to do it so far on his own. Um, but... I, I, this guy, man, like, he waffles. Uh, and you're sort of right. I think you're dead on, like, this is good now. I think if you're a Nets fan, you should be happy. I want to reiterate that because, again, this, you want these guys playing on your team. But who's to say that the start of training camp, if not before, like, he changes his mind or it's just a, it's just a sour vibe. Like, they just, by all accounts, I think it was uh, Nick Friedman, like, this it just was garbage to play for this team last year to be in that locker room to be around that squad like no one's gonna want to run that back again I know we joke about the, all the bad vibes but that's you can't do that I mean James Harden I mean, asked winning that. heals all James Harden yeah. is like get me yeah. out of here this is too crazy for even me and people were like ooh you know what Harden's right even though he just pounded his way out of a, a previous franchise at least the guy's right he's going to a nice stable place Philadelphia where the vibes are always great and everybody gave him a round of applause that's how weird it yep. was for the Nets last season but honestly like this is best case scenario for Brooklyn and for at least this year I do think it's probably best case scenario for Durant if he wants to reestablish himself where he really is as a player talent wise because talent wise when he's healthy when he's playing when he's in a rhythm there was that stretch during the season last year where it was basically KD and four dudes off the bench and he was playing 42 minutes a night and balling and like I never want to come out and that was awesome to watch he's that kind of a player no doubt about it but the reputation for him right now is all about trying to perfectly craft the super team and get to the exact place he wants he's on a decent team right now KD and Kyrie, great start. They've got a little bit more balance, it feels like, mm-hmm. uh, with defensive players, with the more size they're going to have. They're still going to run into problems Shooting. with yep. specifically Giannis and Joel Embiid. Huge guys, yeah. but you know what? Those guys are MVP candidates. Everybody has a yeah. problem with them. But this is the best team I do think that Kevin Durant would, could could have ended up on. Like It could have happened with Boston, right? The trade could have happened. Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant, throwing pieces here and there. That would be a really good team, but you would have to destroy a lot of the franchises that KD was looking at for him to get traded there. And if that's the case, they're not a great championship contender. I don't know that I think the Nets are totally a championship contender, but you can't rule them out. That's how good KD and Kyrie are. So some wins, (laughs) win a playoff series, stay competitive. Like everybody was riding high on the Nets after they lost to the Bucks by a toe, right? Like they, everybody's yeah. saying they could have been the champions. They could have easily mm-hmm. went to the finals just like the Bucks did. 
the team is not too different at this point. So you just got to get your head down. You just got to play basketball and you got to win. And maybe, maybe the perception changes a little bit. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Do you think uh, this means Kyrie Irving is definitely here for this one year before his you know, contract obviously uh, runs out with the Brooklyn Nets after picking up the player option? Like, Does this trade any, or change any of the, the Kyrie equation to you and the possibility of being traded to the Lakers or another team? No, no. I mean, definitely. You can't say anything is definite uh, no. with these two in this franchise right now because when LeBron signed his extension and it made him kind of ineligible for a trade uh, for the next season, then I was like, oh, this Kyrie trade is happening for sure. It's going to be Westbrook for Kyrie and then they'll figure out a Durant trade as well. So I think that that's probably still something that's going to be discussed at some point. So I just, I mean, I'm not totally convinced that the Nets roster we're looking at today is the same one we see once camp opens up. So, so you know, it's a, it's a nice little respite from thinking, is today the day Kevin Durant gets traded? Is that going to happen finally? It doesn't feel like it's going to happen, but that's probably the time when we're letting our guard down and then they hit us with a trade. Yeah, you never know. I mean, it's just like, unfortunately, with this squad too, it's like, it's not even unfortunately because this is the bed you made and now you got to lay in it, but it's like, you, they put out one fire, like they finally get it under control, and then another one flares up over here. And then you get a little control of that one, okay, and then something else. It's like, I was joking with, uh, I think, Gourmet Spud on Twitter. It's like, what's going to hit this team next? Like, Joe Harris is going to have monkeypox suddenly, and it's like everyone's going to be like, terrified of it, uh, you know, transferring to the rest of the team. It's like, just when you think, like, all right, everybody cool? We're good? Uh, something else is, uh, you know, going to pop off here. It's, you know, I'm joking about monkeypox. I hope Joe Harris doesn't get it. Uh, <laughs> but would you be shocked if something insane happens with one of these other guys on this team? No. Yeah, absolutely not. Like, instead of this summer being about getting Ben Simmons ready to play basketball and make a run at a championship with three all-stars, it's been figuring out what our roster is going to be. Like, this would have been yeah. a great summer for those three to be getting on the same page to put together what they actually want to look like on a basketball court together. And instead it's just been negotiating through the press basically. So yeah, uh, no, nothing is off the table uh, with these teams. We haven't seen Ben Simmons play basketball in like, in like a year and a half. And the guy's going to be coming back as a starter key to their championship hopes. There are still so many things to figure out with the nets. Yeah. It is wild that all three of their main guys have like, whether they care or not, because I'm not convinced most of them do, like, they do have a lot to prove to, uh, sure. you know, the NBA world, NBA fans, like Ben Simmons' case for sure. Can you even still play basketball at an elite level? Like, uh, can, can you even, do you even want to play? KD, with the more of the legacy angle of things, like you're saying, like, I can lead a team to a championship or to a finals by myself, and then there's the whole Kyrie thing of, like, uh, you know, 
hey, uh, when he plays, he always reminds you. He's like, oh my god, this guy just went for thirty five in his sleep. Like, but uh oh, now what's he, now what's the issue? And now he doesn't want to play, and and now he doesn't want to do this. And it's like, oh my god, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna, it's like I'm, you know, you were saying at the top tray, like all of this content that was made over this, like over the last, you know, whatever six, seven, eight weeks. Um, I'm happy the way we handled it. We didn't, we didn't go overboard. We made some shows. You had to have an emergency pod when Katie said he wanted to be traded. That's a no-brainer. We talked about some of the hypothetical trades, you know, should the Raps throw in Scotty Barnes, you know, should, uh, you know, should the Suns, they were the hot team at the beginning, should they do it? And all these other teams didn't even talk about the Grizzlies over the last couple of days. <laughs> like we didn't go, we didn't go nuts. <laughs> that was short-lived. And I'm, and I'm that was short-lived, eh? Uh, the, the possible yeah. Grizzlies where, where the news came out, the Grizzlies are interested, but they don't want to trade any of their good players. So no. literally the next day, the Nets were like, they won't even give us Desmond Bain, man. <laughs> You gotta stay. They won't even give us Bane. Yeah, yeah. You think that's what that's what happened <laughs> that at was this the meeting insult. that they had? They're like, we asked Clara, Clara Wu was pulling up the trade machine and showing them. Like, look at they Kevin. Even Kevin, work. I hate I hate to say it, man. We asked for Conchar and they said no. So you're gonna have to stick around in Brooklyn for another four years. Yeah, just how yeah. it is. It's how it is. Ah, uh, we will see. How long will Kevin Durant? Be with the Brooklyn Nets. This is what I'm fascinated by. You think he finishes uh, his four-year extension? That starts this season? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I guess. Like, no, 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 no. That would be. That's uh, a risky bet. That's a risky bet. Uh, but yeah, then you, yeah, you'd have no, 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 uh, because even. He went to a team where he was given absolutely, really anything he wanted, everything he wanted, be it coaches and players and like the new direction of the squad and like make the super team or try and build that. And like, then he was asking for a trade and it was like, so, you know, what, still a little confused. I assume it was the Kyrie not getting his extension. What really upset Kevin Durant? You know, that's my boy. That's my guy. And you're not doing it, you know, because he asked like what, 12 hours later, 24 hours later. They seem to be late. Yeah, like feels like it. So I guess um, uh, I guess sorry. that's uh, that's another little bit of a sort of tea leaves we could be looking out for in the future, right? As if the Nets make some sort of overtures to Kyrie about keeping him around long term and really starting to try to establish a championship identity. Uh, if that happens, I guess you're probably feeling a little bit more confident about KD finishing out his contract yeah. with the Nets, but we shall see if anything along those lines happen because it definitely feels like they are still bonded. They are still linked together. So if if KD is really serious about sticking around, uh, sticking around long-term in Brooklyn, then I would have to imagine that Kyrie is part of that as well. Yeah, true. I also saw, and I want to get your take on this, uh, someone wrote teams that had been stuck in like this Durant-related like holding pattern could now jump into the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes, even sure. though the Knicks appear to be like the main suitor to acquire Mitchell from the Jazz. Um, do you agree with that? Uh, again, that's not me saying that. I read that. I think it was the Sporting News. Uh, do you do you buy that at all or no? Uh, yes, I, I do buy that at least. If you're working the phones and you're willing to be making all of these trades for Kevin Durant, then you've kind of got some sort of approval, right, to trade players and picks and any sort of other assets that may come by in the future. So you'd be just be doing your due diligence to get involved in the Donovan Mitchell as well, since it's going to take some of the same stuff, probably not to sure. the same level that Kevin Durant was. But 
you know, I I don't think that uh, I don't think every team will be calling about no. Donovan Mitchell like every team should have been calling about Kevin Durant. Yeah, because like even when you start going through the teams, like uh, you know, there is a difference first off between Kevin Durant's level of play still in the NBA and then Donovan Mitchell. Like it's still a bit of a gap, and uh, yeah, like like I don't see like. Obviously, the Suns. I guess the Heat maybe be one of those teams. I don't think the Raptors are in Donovan Mitchell's sweepstakes by any means. I don't think a team like the Pelicans, uh, you know, the Grizzlies. No, it's like I'm trying to think of some of the other Sixers. No, like uh, literally, a lot of other literally teams the only that, team like, that made me think of it. Skeets. I feel like the Wizards have sort of been like okay, the very last team linked to both of these guys. And like, if they're striking out on Kevin Durant, sure, go after Donovan Mitchell. Sure, Why not? Sure. Sure. I guess I never really truly believed the Wizards were ever in the Kevin Durant sweepstakes no, by any no, means. No, but it was uh, nice to see their name, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we will uh, we'll wait and see with uh, Donovan Mitchell. I, I think most people still think if it happens, it will be to the New York Knicks. I know, uh, I guess the latest is Evan Fournier, Obi Toppin, and was it five total picks, two of them being first-round picks? I think that's the latest trade package we've heard possibly presented there to uh, Danny Ainge in Utah, which... I understand why they turned it down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When it was highlighted by Fournier and Toppin, I was like, Fournier was the guy I wanted out of the Knicks starting lineup last year. (laughs) And Obi Toppin wasn't starting for the Knicks last year. So I see why they said no on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that. Uh, And there might be a hang up on Grimes. Tips loves him some Grimes. He keeps it But I guess Danny wants him too. (laughs) So uh, Grimes will get it done uh, is the possibility. Anyway, we'll wait. Uh, We don't need to go much longer. If you've got any questions or comments, uh, fire away here in the stream team. Any any final thoughts here, uh, Trey, on um, Kevin Durant, Uh, at least for now electing to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, and thank you to the Nets and boardroom, like you said, for uh, giving us that statement today from Sean Marks. Yeah, I guess my last thought, I've seen this a couple of times on the stream team, saw it on Twitter. No Nets on Christmas, by the way, WB says. Schedule makers are probably like, come on, man. Oh, Couldn't you let us know two weeks ago? Pissed. Pissed, schedule makers. Um, even I think, I someone, you can fact check me on this. Pelicans Nets, which I think is the second night of the season. I don't think it's on national television. Oh, it's the league passer, huh? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I, somebody can fact check me in the stream team, but I'm pretty sure as of right now, that's not even on like, yeah, uh, ESPN or NBA TV or something like that. That's straight LP. So um, yeah, the schedule maker has got to be furious uh, over this. But what are you going to do? Well, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? At some point, they have to make the schedule for people to decide <laughs> yes. to uh, Yeah, especially to on buy, Christmas. Buy tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, will they? Would they? Honestly, no, there's no way they could flex the Nets into a Christmas Day game at this point, right? Like, they couldn't say, like, they couldn't say, hey, Suns or Nuggets. A late like, flex? Like, a late flex? Wow. Uh, I like it. Nobody wants to see the Suns on Christmas. Get them out of there. Get KD wow. in here. Okay, okay. Uh, and then watch him get traded to the Suns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if they, want, if they want Kevin Durant to get traded, schedule the Nets for Christmas. Yeah. All right, um, guys, let's call it there. Uh, a quick 30 here, just a little uh, immediate reaction podcast to this KD news dropping here on uh, whatever day we're on. I don't know, August 23rd. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, June 30th, he asked for the trade. Uh, two weeks ago, he gave them the ultimatum. And then today... After whatever brunch or lunch they had, um, they were cool. 
I can't wait to, uh, Trey, I tweeted, I can't wait to get the details of what the meal was. Mm. I always love that. Remember they had the, uh, remember the Lillard, LeBron, Anthony Davis <laughs> meal? Yes. A- Italian salad. Italian salad. A little salad. pasta and rosé. That's what they had, so... Can't wait to find out what these guys had. Mm, chicken piccata is my guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice oh, dish in the summer. Very bright. I uh, uh, love this comment. We'll wrap it up with this. Rude dog uh, jumping in the stream team. Thank you for the emergency podcast <laughs> about nothing. Yeah, this felt like a Seinfeld episode, really. Truly, truly did. I thought uh, Norman Powell was the low bar for an emergency <laughs> podcast, but apparently it's a guy not getting traded. Uh, well, hey, if you want another podcast uh, to uh, tide you over, you just did one with Great and Gordian uh, over on the No Brunk. No Brunks. No, I literally put no bunts and no breaks together <laughs> no when brunts. I said no Brunks. Um, <laughs> no Breaks, our F1 podcast. Uh, you and Great and talking to J.R. Hildenbrand. Is that That's right, J.R. Hildenbrand. Uh, this guy's awesome, yeah. man. He's driven like every sort of race car there is he's an indie car driver by profession but he's like tested in formula one cars he's done rally stuff he's done le mans he was awesome to talk to we're gonna have him back on at some point in the future to talk about days of thunder it's one of his favorite racing movies oh wow i love days of thunder i might have to jump on there we go yeah i've seen that a couple times uh okay so go check out the latest no breaks it just dropped i mean these guys recorded uh you know an hour or so ago and i know jd just got it up so uh go check that out uh sounds like a fun podcast with jr there and then tomorrow here on no dunks we have an is this good hey uh you and i are in the studio to to debate whatever topics maddie o has in store for us on a new podcast of is this good and then on thursday um I think Lily and I are going to do something really weird and fun. We're going to talk about NBA Jam duos. Oh. And we're going to, like, try and build build one for each team. But the, the little twist is you have to have a current player and then, like, a, a legend. And I got some other rules. Like, you can't have, like, you know, Shaq can't be on the Magic and the Lakers or something like that. You can nice. only have one franchise and blah, 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 blah. And you got to try and build a team that's sort of like a guard and then a, and then a big. So... I'll get into that with uh, Lee, in theory, on Thursday on No Dunks. But uh, yeah, lots of good stuff here coming for you still in the summer. Looking forward to that NBA Jam one. My question was going to be, are you allowing Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley to be chosen? That's a a good question. Uh, Well, what do you think? You you decide. You're the MJ fan. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Wow. So just because they were not ever cleared in any NBA Jam series, I believe, uh, that they shouldn't be allowed on my list. Okay, okay. Well, hold on. Jordan is, like, apparently appearing in the latest PGA 2K. (laughs) I saw saw that. I saw saw him taking a shot with his bucket hat on. Yeah. And then I saw a Photoshop of him taking that shot with the bucket hat on and a giant pair of jeans (laughs) photoshopped on. (laughs) Instead instead of the usual shorts. That was very funny. Yeah. Big jeans. He should be smoking a cigar for sure out there. Uh, Okay. Yeah. uh, NBA Jam has big head mode, but I heard you can activate big jeans mode. In this, new, <laughs> in this new golf game. Like, <laughs> jam on a couple of buttons, press up and down. I never knew any of the codes, but I always tried to put them in. Oh, yeah. At the actual arcade. And sometimes they pop on. You're just like, oh, okay, Oh, look at this cool big head. <laughs> cool. Uh, I can play with Bill Clinton. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Uh, anyway, all right. Is this good tomorrow? Uh, the day after that, some NBA Jam hilarity with Lily And check out No Breaks. All right, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. You got a quote? Thanks for joining us. And remember, 
Go, Chicago Sky. Win that game three. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you could stay.